welcome to the Mr. The Real The Real podcast with Mike Kel Stevens, where I keep it all the way real to real. My adrenaline, how will I lose? Battlefield certified, I done paid dues. My adrenaline, my drive non-stop, street game battle test, spread my name block to block. My adrenaline, rise to the top, cornbread champion, cream of the crop. My adrenaline, pushes me around the clock, get dough, smoke, throw, swagged out, top notch. Let's go 2023, I am here to blow the podcast game out the frame. Everything I speak, go to the gram, the talk, the tube, and check my receipts. I'm cashing in, 25 years, blood, set, tears. I went from mug shots to head shots. I'm talking about supermax to set. Welcome to Mr. Real The Real with Michael Stevens. This is the pilot episode. I am here to bring you the biggest, baddest, and best podcast of 2023. This is going to be epic. This season is going to be amazing. Again, we're doing 25 years. I've been an actor since the open call for Belly in 1997. I got that one opportunity and I ran away with it. The arts saved me. And it was an amazing transition because a lot of you don't don't know, but I've had a very, very checkered past and I'm an award winning filmmaker and everything is inside of my autobio documentary, Mr. Real to Real. But it's just been an amazing journey and I am willing to share every step of the way with you set by set, step by step, like I said. We are going to do this and you are going to be in for an amazing season. So again, for those of you don't know, I am Michael Stevens, Mr. Real to Real. Actor, filmmaker, casting, stunts, voiceover, puppeteer work. I have just had an amazing career. And again, I come from a very very, very checkered background. And that is the reason why I have to do this show. It's because it's important for me to put my story out there because it's amazing. The the, the journey and the transition that I've had has just been amazing. And a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know. And it's just time to put that out there through this podcast Mr. Real to Real with Michael Stevens. So again, we're going to start this journey um, with basically the open call with Belly. And that's how everything started. But a little bit before that, to give you a little bit of uh, who your host is, Michael Stevens. I am born and raised in Roosevelt, Long Island. That is Nassau County in New York. That's where I'm from, Roosevelt. So... Born and raised in Roosevelt, raised in uh, a little bit in Hempstead, but mainly Roosevelt. And then I moved to Harlem because my father was living in Harlem. He lived up, up, uptown. So moved with dad for a minute, went to George Washington High School. And, um, you know, things was things was great. Moved back to Long Island and ended up moving down south. So my mom ended up moving me to Columbia, South Carolina. And that's where things changed. And I went from being, uh, you know, my sports dreams, 
of being in the NBA, NFL, all that kind of went south. Literally, it went south. And I ended up into the illegitimate world. And that ended up with me being incarcerated. So that's pretty much your host's life. And uh, quickly, that's what how it happened. So when I came home from incarceration, that's when I went to the open call for the film Belly. So from the open call for the film Belly, that's how I was introduced into the entertainment world and business. So I had a cousin that was living with us in New York. And um, I told him about the open call for the film Belly about a week prior to uh, him coming to me that morning and saying, hey, man, today's that open call. And I'm like, man, look, I really am not in the mood for that. I'm not dealing with that. You need to go take care of that. And he's like, well, it's in Manhattan. And I don't know my way around Manhattan that well. So I feel like you should go with me. And if you go with me, you know, I'll be safer. And I know my way. I said, man, look, New York is easy, man. Just go get off the train at Penn Station. Just ask somebody which way. You know, it's it's easy, man. I, just ask a cop. So he came back the second time. He was like, man, come on. Like, you need to go with me. So something told me to go. So I ended up going to the open call for the film Belly. Now, we arrive at the open call at the last minute. Because when we're getting there, it's kind of like closing, close, closing down. And um, I remember walking in and just observing the situation and observing the scene. And, you know... We ended up in in line, but when I got a piece of paper in my hand, it had a social security number on it. Now, I had just saw an episode of America's Most Wanted, one of my favorite shows, about maybe a week or two before this situation. And they had something going on in Florida where they had told people they wanted to hire people for employment, and they really were not. It was really the police trying to catch people. So I thought it was a trap. I thought the open call was just a trap. I was like, nah. So I kind of like fell back from the line and kind of eased out the line. So when I did that, there was a casting director that was watching the whole situation from afar, and I didn't know it. So she approached me, and we had some words. And um, and she ended up persuading me to go to the open call. So I ended up. You know, after talking to her for a few, I said, okay, cool. So I stood in line for the open call. Now, at the open call, it was the director, the producer. It was Hype Williams. It was um, Big Dog Productions. It was the writers. It was kind of colorful. But now, remember, I'm not from this world. So I have no clue. I'm not the usual suspects. I don't know. I don't know who Hype. I've seen all Hype Williams music videos, but I never looked at the bottom of the video to say, oh, that was directed by Hype. So I didn't know who he, I, I didn't know who Hype was. So at the open call, you know, I'm standing on the, on the X on the floor and they're like, okay, um, what's your name? I'm like, my name is Michael. They're like, where you from? I said, I'm from LA, you know, from Nassau, I'm from, I'm from the Velt. They're like, okay, what do you do? I'm like, you know, I hustle. So we, we got that like they're like, what do you mean you hustle? I'm like, you know, I hustle. Like, I I get money. Like, I get I got like I get dough. 
they like, oh, you get dough. I'm like, yeah, like I'm down south getting dough. Like I'll be getting real. I'll be getting real money. So I'm just like flexing. And, you know, some words went back and forth. I don't know nothing about the script, nothing about belly, nothing. I'm just talking. And next next thing you know, they was like, yo, I like this guy. And uh, I ended up getting a slip of paper, which I still save to this day. It's like my college degree. And it says, congratulations, you've been selected to audition for Hype Williams film Belly. And after four auditions, the phone call came and I got into the business. And that's how I went down. And um, so after the open call and after booking the film, one, one morning, I'm just sitting around, you know, and I'm, I'm in the bed, you know, just doing, just doing me. My mom comes downstairs and it's like, hey, somebody's on the phone for you. I'm like, what do you mean somebody's on the phone for me? She's like, um, I don't know, but it sounds like it's important. So, like I told y'all in the trailer, there's going to be untold stories in this season of Mr. Real to Real, Michael Stevens. And of course, I'm going to bring you one in the pilot. So, as a season, you will know who. But as of this point in the pilot, I was called to set the first day of shooting because my character was getting ready to change. I repeat, I was called the first day of shooting because my character was getting ready to change. So my first film, I was booked as the character killer. And I had 18 lines and four scenes in belly. And I ended up getting shot by Nas. But before that, I was called to set on day one. And my character was getting ready to change. You'll hear about all that in the season. So my first day on set, I got to hang out with Hype. I got to hang I got to meet DMX. Took pictures, you know, had I had a had a ball. And um that was my that was my introduction. So hanging out on Belly, I worked on you know, hype, hype, hype wanted me to be on set because he said, you know, I want you to learn, I want you to see things. So I stayed on set. Um we was at the tunnel. I worked on the tunnel with them. I went to Jersey. Uh I went to like I was on set maybe five or six days and just 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 hanging out with X, taking pictures every day. So me and me and X have a lot of uh photos together. And um and it's funny because Nas on set is hilarious because Nas used to always call me. He used to always say, Yo, you the you the you the yo, you the Kodak God. He used to call me the Kodak God. That's what Nas used to say, yo, you the Kodak God. And I used to be like, yo, like I was just taking flicks be- because that's what I knew. That's what I know to take flicks. That's what we do. We take flicks. Like we just flick it up. So I was shocked that they weren't taking flicks, but I did. And that's why another part of Mr. Really Real, Michael Stevens, is you will know about my pictorial book. I have a, a picture book. I've been taking pictures. I got pictures of Nas, pictures of Big Pun, pictures of DMX. You know, pictures of, um, I was shooting everywhere and it's just ended up now when i look back on it i have a book so anyway so the next project while being on set 
shooting love goggles, somebody called me about Cameron's video. They said, yo, Cam's doing a video. And I'm like, Cam? Now, I'm diehard Cameron. Like, I'm all the way Cam. And this is this is before Dipset. This was just Cam Cameron. And I'm like, yo, Cam's video for Horse and Carriage with Mace? And they said, yeah, it's a two-day call. Now, I was already on a two-day call, but on the first day. So my first entertainment decision-making was, do I stay on Love Goggles or do I go to this Horse and Carriage video? So, of course, it was all about Mason Betta. We're going to rise to the top. So, yes, I showed up to Cam's video. And um, it was an amazing shoot. Day one, we were at a club scene. I'm, I'm, I made the cut. I'm all up in the beginning of the video out, outside the club yelling like, yo, Cam, what up, what up? They showed me. Then they got me a cutaway up in the club where I'm, I'm in the club bopping and everything. So um, it was going down. So now we on day two. And on day two, we're at the uh, pool scene. So I remember that they had Cam's boys there. And I remember the director, Un, somehow Un was like, it just led up to Un telling like people like, yo, look, y'all. So it was like, so basically they had his boys in the pool with him and they weren't singing the hook. So Un was like, yo, y'all just standing there. Y'all not singing the hook. He was like, sing the hook. So he shot it again. They didn't sing the hook. So Un was like, everybody get the fuck out the pool <laughs> except Cam and the girls. He's like, hey, get the fuck. Yo, he was going off. And then he looked to, to the crowd. He said, anybody that want to sing the hook, get the fuck in the pool. <laughs> That's what he said. I was like, yo, get the pool. Right? So I was like, so I was new to the game. I was like, yo. I, I had a Movado watch on and I dove in the pool. Yo, I, I didn't even take my watch off. Like, yo, I was like, yo, I jumped in the pool so fast. So, and I just went right next to Cam. Like, yo, let's, yo, let's fucking do this. Like, yo, let's, let's do this. Because see, I'm going to keep it real with you. Being from New York and growing up in Columbia, South Carolina and being around schools like Benedict College, schools like SC State. You know what I'm saying? Schools like Allen, you know what I mean? All those schools in like North Carolina, like, you know what I'm saying? Like St. Augustine's, that whole, um, you know, college cipher. I grew up around like, just like, you know, the step in and, you know, just people like that weren't college affiliated, but they were just lit. Like people would just have fun dancing, even though it was down south dancing, it was still dancing so i know i know i know how to get get it lit because that's just what, it, what it's about so when i knew cam was in the pool so now we getting ready to shoot this we gonna shoot the scene again and of course when that hook came around man i sang that hook like it was a old negro spiritual i let it go and they was like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So then they did it again and we sh and we and we nailed it. So that was my first joint was um the actual, you know, Cameron's horse and carriage and I had a ball in that video and I took pictures ag again. So I got pictures on Jimmy, Cam, like everybody, Trackmasters, Wyclef, 
Prize, um, Can I Bus, uh, everybody was there, man. It was it was it was going down. Um, so then after that, got a call for Jay Z's Hard Knock Life video. So um, I'm in the Hard Knock Life video, and um, a little something happened on set that I never ever forget. It was one of my first moments of learning the business can change at any given moment. So um, on the set of the Hard Knock Life video. I remember I was going to be in the video, in the scene, actually, with um, Jay-Z. I was in the stoop scene. So we, we got ready to shoot the stoop scene, and um, we, we already set it up. Everything was lined up. And then all of a sudden, Dame pulls up. And, um, and Dame had some news about some business ventures they had going on because he was like, yo, 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 come here, y'all. Let me tell you what happened. So they all gathered up, and they talked about what happened. And then all of a sudden, he said, all right, so where we at right now? And they talked about where we're at right now. And I was removed from the stoop scene. And Dane was pulled into the stoop scene. And that was history in the making right there. But they put me in another scene because they had hired me to be a basketball player. And I had actually did some casting on, on the Hard Knock Life video. And you will find all that out in the season um, of Mr. Real or Real with Michael Stevens, you'll find out, you know, I'm just giving you pretty much the bullet points and the highlights of some of the things that had happened in my early on in my career and some of the things that you will see as the show um, continues to go on. So basically, that was, um, so they moved me to a, a scene where they wanted, they wanted our war, our war faces. So I actually, I'm in the scene actually where Jay-Z says, um, I'm from the school of the hard knocks. We don't let violators violate our blocks. You see me right there. Then he says, um, another part of the video where he says, I went from green machines to green fives. I seen pies through my eyes. Well, those are my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my eyes. And, um, and, I'm, and that's going to segue us to my next my next project that I did, which was DMX's Rough Rider Anthem. So for all of y'all right now, let's just get this straight. For all y'all right right now, in the DMX's Rough Rider Anthem video, that is not Fredro Starr that is in the beginning of the video. <laughs> that is yours truly. Yes, with the bandana on, with the R, jumping up in the camera in the very, very beginning of the video. That is I. Yes, 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 yes. And on um, the Rough Rider Anthem video, yes. So um, those basically were like the four projects that I actually did that were like my more hot highlights. So um, I did the acting game, and I was in New York from 97, 98, 99, 2000. And in 2001, I took the show on the road to L.A. And I went out to L.A. And, um, and, and basically... Everything took off in, in, in L.A. My first job in L.A. was through Christopher Gray casting. I remember I went to um, it was just background casting and I, I went to the SAG office in L.A. I got the I got the little printout and they showed me all the places that did background. And the first one that I can register that was closest was on Melrose and it was Christopher Gray casting. So as soon as I went in to register, my first job in L.A. was the movie Beauty Shop. And I booked that through Christopher Gray Casting. Um, got out to L.A., went to the SAG office, 
got my uh, pamphlet on all the background castings. And um, actually just, they were the closest one on, on Melrose. So I went and registered with them, Christopher Gray Casting. And um, they sent me on my first job, which was Beauty Shop. And I was in the club scene in the beauty shop when they, when Queen Latifah, uh, she wins like something about getting like a deal for the, for the hair ointment or, or the hair gel. And she's like, let's go party. And then it cuts to us in the club. And, um, I had some, I had a couple of, you had to just pause it and look like, that's me right there. Like, hold up, pause it right there. Yeah. That's me right there. Yeah. But at least I'm there. Where, where, where was you at? So, you know, it all what it is. So then, um, LA just, you know, took off. And, um, so basically that's how I started the industry. Now here's what makes this show amazing. And it makes this podcast, the best podcast that you are going to have in 2023. If you love real podcasts, then you're in the right place because this podcast is going to have stories on top of stories, on top of stories of 25 full years of me acting. That's that's it, period. I'm going to slide in a few of my moonlight. You know, I also have moonlighted in the 25 years with the construction business. And I will highlight some times of showing you how I went from 7.25 an hour. Yes, I used to be a laborer in Atlanta at Staff Zone in East Point. For seven twenty-five an hour, I used to make sixty-four dollars a day, sometimes forty-eight dollars a day, and that same seven twenty-five turned into twenty-two fifty, working seventy hours a week and working on some of the biggest jobs in Atlanta, which were the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the Phillips Arena to State Farm Arena renovation which was the second biggest arena renovation in U.S. history. I repeat, the Phillips Arena renovation to State Farm Arena was the second biggest arena renovation in U.S. history. And I worked 70 hours a week in one phase. And that phase lasted for months. And um, I'm going to highlight a few things because remember, this Mr. Real to Real with Mike Hell Stevens is just about hard work, determination, success. Nobody telling you no, just going for it. You know, because when I was given that one opportunity in 97, I ran away with it. So we're going to just give you a weekly show because the one thing about me is that I save every single solitary thing. So when I do a job, I write a vanilla envelope. And I write the time, the date, and I write what it is. And I put the contents in the vanilla envelope, period. So I have everything in chronological order. So each week, the show deals with my current events, mainly entertainment-based, mainly film, TV, and commercial, and that whole, my just my award-winning film. So many things, we just stick to that. But like I said, the construction is there. I will slide that in because I just want to inspire you. That's all I want to do. I'm just selling hope. You know what I'm saying? That's what I tell people. I used to sing dope. Now I sell hope. That's all. Because it's my job to do this. You know, it's like I want my story told. And I want to tell my own story. I don't want nobody telling my story for me. I don't want to be gone because 
I see how it's so easy to be gone. That's one of the reasons why this podcast is happening right now, because I can't really speak on it, but there was a life changing moment, I can say, um, on May 14th of 2022. That's what I can say. It was a life changing moment. I repeat. May 14th, 2022, it was a life-changing moment. And it awakened me to a lot because it was, it could have been over. I saw it. It was, I mean, I honestly, Mr. Real or Real, Michael Stevens has cheated death at least three or four times. I remember being a teenager and Growing up in Long Island and going to Jones Beach, we used to play chicken. And playing chicken is you see who can swim out the furthest. And I remember swimming out. I always have to be the baddest and the toppest. And I remember swimming out. And I remember being snatched by current and being pulled left and right, up and down. I remember just never fighting the current, just letting the current take you. But I almost, almost drowned, honestly, like... I really almost drowned because when it this it just when the current took me and the riptide took me, it just threw me around. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know which way to go. I didn't know. And just something made me go to go the right way. And I started seeing seeing shore. But I was totally not supposed to be here. And I saw the the riptide. It just let me go at the last moment. Then there was another time we were at the at the beach playing chicken where we all grab each other's hands and you go and you go down. And the person that Let's up and goes back up first. You know, the person that lasts is the body. He went, so I ended up winning, but I was down deep. So I started going back up. And for some reason, I can see the moon, but I really couldn't make it. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? And I really couldn't make it. And I had to really, really, and I made it at the last second. I remember like, as soon as I ate water, I broke, I broke water. I broke the surface. So, you know, so that situation on, you know, May 14th of 2022 wasn't new to, wasn't new to me, but it definitely awakened me because it was over. Like everything was over. My whole empire, the whole, everything was just a wrap. So that made me say, you know what? This is, this is serious. And then I had a birthday now. My birthday was on January 4th. I turned the big five too. Like, I'm 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 like big homie, and the only thing I can do as as big homie is help the little homies. It's just so I'm doing this podcast to inspire people and tell them, look what I look what I did, because honestly, I really literally went from mug shots to headshots. I seriously went from supermax to set, but I changed my life mentally, and that's what you have to do to do this and. I'm here to show my story and I'm here to, I'm here to tell you, like, I didn't do everything perfect. Trust me in this 25 years. Oh, I did a lot. And, but I also did more and the majority I did well and I did, and I did good. So you're definitely going to enjoy this season of Mr. Real or Real with Michael Stevens.
It's an, it's an amazing show and it's going to take you places that you never can go. So each week, like I said, we highlight my chronicles and we have another treat for you in the show. We are going to have camcorder tapes. There was one year. Well, a few years. I just carried my camcorder with me everywhere. I was everywhere. I would go around L.A. Have my camcorder with me and I would just shoot, 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 shoot. I would talk to the camcorder in the morning. Talk to it in the afternoon, talk to it at night. Sometimes I talk to it every day. Sometimes I talk to it every, every few days. And the one thing that was interesting about the camcorder tapes, I got tired of setting the camera. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to start shooting myself, my cell phone. So I would actually press play on the camcorder and then I would shoot my cell phone. And that will allow me to timestamp the, the um you know the video and i never knew that that would take to play because like i said these tapes are from like 2001 2002 3 4 5 6 like that whole that whole little era i just had a camcorder with me so now when um you know i can filter through those through those, through those tapes i can bring people to those times of me you know when i moved to la i didn't, I didn't have an agent and i ended up getting a commercial agent i ended up getting a theatrical agent and I shot the whole the whole throw like everything was everything was there. So we have a lot of treats, you know, again, um, I have a pictorial book that I've been working on for a while. And, um, you know, we will we will get into that inside the season. I had a couple of deals on the, on the table. Uh, one was a deal for a television show where they wanted to license some of my pictures, but. They wanted to pay a price that I wasn't willing. I wanted top tier because the pictures are top tier and they weren't willing to pay top tier. So I just said, okay. And, um, and then I had another book, book deal where they wanted some lifelong percentages. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing none of that. Gotta be kidding me. But, um, so yeah, we, we're, we're going to get into, you know, my award winning film. It's 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 like a short film and it's still stuck as a, as a short film for for years and it should be a feature but you know we'll learn we, like I said we're gonna get into great shows so weekly each week you will have a great show that will speak on the real to real it will be amazing 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 stories so just stay tuned stay with us. You will be happy. You'll be inspired. It will make you optimistic. I mean, just all the things that you need to be successful will be there in the Mr. Really Real Mike Elfield. So, season one, episode one, March 1st. Be there.